This is Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector, and I connected with Josh and Eric from Podmax at a podcasting conference. Hit it off with them right off the bat, and now I can't stop going to Podmax. Podmax is a one-day event designed to teach you how to be a great guest on a podcast, get you featured on at least three prestigious podcasts, such as the Chief Executive Connector podcast, and get you networked in this world with other guests and hosts. Bottom line, if you own a business right now or in, in business development, you should really have a podcast strategy. It's the new PR, except way more genuine and a less expensive way of acquiring customers. For example, I get 800 downloads on my show per month, and my audience is like middle of the pack for PodMax. So think about doing three podcasts, like getting three keynotes in front of 500 to 1,000 people each. It's huge. So I highly encourage you to check out PodMax at podmax.co. I'll link it in the show notes podmax.co right now and sign up for the next one on December 4th. If you have any questions, reach out. And if not, I'll see you there. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that, I learn from him. This means every single person you ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every networking event or conference you walk into is both a library and your stage. Your network is your personal Google, and you are a part of everyone's Wikipedia. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I am your Chief Executive Connector. Follow me as we meet people in my walks. Find out what we can learn from them, what they've learned from others, and what made them want to connect so you can learn to gain and give value to others in all of your interactions. I am terrible at asking for stuff, but if you want to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you've learned from each episode, or at the very least, hit me up if I can ever be of service or any kind of value to you. Now, without further ado, let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am your host, Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector. And today I have a new best friend. It is, we're doing something a little bit different today where normally I'm interviewing people in my network, but because of my amazing relationship with PodMax and what this, uh, that community has become and my friends, Eric and Josh, I get to meet brand new people that I get to highlight on my podcast. So this is more of a, how you get to know people conversation and i am super super pumped to talk to pratiti pathak pathak or pathak okay pratiti pathak glad we figured that one out who is a keller williams realtor she's a coach with a program called results by design she like me is obsessed with human connection and has figured out that the more you share the more vulnerable you become the way that you tell the way you show your scars is a really really great way to connect and grow with people and because of that i'm super pumped about this conversation for td how are you today i am doing so fantastic and i'm super excited thank you so much for having me 
Ah, thank you. You know, this is awesome, man. I'm, I'm super excited for this conversation. But dude, we, we talked about how I started my podcast, right? I have this thesis that the quickest way to connect with people is to either add a little bit of value to their life, which we're going to do with our conversation here, um, or share a vulnerability, right? So people can relate. So in order to connect to our friends who's here, we're in right now listening to us, I would love if you could share with me something either that you're struggling with right, right now, something we've str- you've struggled with in the past, and let's let's start there so that we can build this relationship um, as quickly as possible. Yeah, so I think that what I love so much about you and just connecting with you today is that we do have that passion in common. And I think one of the things that I have struggled with in the past, and I think that I've always um, struggle with is growing up in a society where I kind of felt like I was an outcast to both societies, right? I'm Indian. I was born in India and um, growing up in America at a time where there weren't as many Asians in my school with me. Actually, I was like blacks and whites and me, right? And they were like, what are you? I'm like, wait, wait, not a what? I'm a who? And I was kind of an outcast in my own society in the Indian culture because I was so desperately trying to fit in. And during that whole process, I was going through being picked on or bullied. And years and years later, what I realized is I was the biggest bully to myself because through all of that, I don't fit in and wanting to fit in, it was just like, one of the things I struggled with was I became really good at people pleasing. And the only people I wasn't pleasing was me, outside of my parents, of course, because they had a completely different agenda for me that I certainly wasn't fitting into. And I think that that, that's probably been, been the biggest struggle is recognizing that I always have had the ability to treat myself with the same love and compassion and forgiveness that I have always lended to everybody but me. So I think that that's been where I have like been trying to grow my whole life is just stop being a bully to myself. Man, I I just got goosebumps with you talking about that, right? And to me, it's it's the proof of this thesis that I have, right? As soon as you started talking about being an outsider in both cultures because you moved here at a young age, I I immediately connected with that, right? Like to me, that is a conversation that I've only really been able to to connect deeply with with my brother and my sister um, of this like super, super balance of being, you know, I'm the most American person in my family, right? Like of, of, of being American, but not being American and, and, you know, like, and being Indian, but not being Indian for me was being Venezuelan and not being Venezuelan or Hispanic. But let's talk about the, the struggle first. It is so human to, to be, I think it's Brittany Brown that says it, right? That like the voice inside your head, if you were, if you were to, if anybody was to talk to you, the way that you talk to yourself, you wouldn't be friends with that person. Oh, what, I would probably want to just like, to, I, I do it all the time. I'm like, do not talk to my best friend like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So what, at what point did you, at what point did you start kind of building up some either awareness defense against that that person like at, at what point in your life did you did you did that start resounding that you don't treat yourself as well as you were treating others you know really um not until years later because when i think back 
um, like literally from the second grade all the way up until I was 18, you know, I was somebody who all through elementary school had gotten picked on and like your books would get trashed or, you know, name calling, all that kind of stuff, beat up in the, you know, be, you know, before school, after school. But it wasn't like it was on an everyday basis. And, you know, I just want to say something real quick is it's interesting what our story sounds like because of the story that we've been telling ourselves. So we could tell ourselves, hey, our life was like shit because all these things happened. Or we could tell ourselves all the great things that happened. So it's all like, you know, whatever you focus on expands. And really growing up, I focused on people don't like me. I don't fit in. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. And it was always like solidified that much more because even in junior high school, I remember a, a male teacher actually physically assaulting me, it, like taking me out of a classroom and making fun of me and saying that I was, you know, teaching the kids my Indian language because they were making funny noises in the class after a test. And I'm just like, I didn't even, I didn't even say anything, <laughs> you know? And he ended up pushing me into a room and like physically hurting me. And I got into this, you know, big screaming match with him. I was crying. I'm cursing at him. So, of course, being Indian and coming from a strict culture, I didn't go home and tell my parents because I was afraid I was the one who was going to get in trouble because I used bad language. And so, you know, it was hidden. And, and it's just it, moments like that is the reason why people are able to continue being that bully is because nobody calls them out on it. And when I say like I've become a people pleaser, I can just say that one of the things that has stood out, what people will say about me is, um, I don't know, Pratini, you just have a way of saying the most negative thing to somebody and they never take it as something negative. They're just like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And it's because I literally do love people and I really come from like, I love you and I just want you to know you have a boogie on your eyebrow, just move it from there, you know? Like, I don't want you to feel like I'm saying something negative about you because I know deeply what that feels like. So that, I think, is exactly what you illustrated. It's the, the positive side of always having been an outsider everywhere you are allows you to see the world through other people's eyes and increases your level of empathy, right? Like that's what I, that's what I started realizing is that this, while, you know, this obsession with belonging, because I'm, I always feel somewhat of an outsider. The reason why I've gotten so good at belonging, it's because since I see myself as an outsider, I can, I assume that everybody sees themselves as an outsider. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to bring them on the inside because I know that I'm always seeking that. Do you think that, do, I mean, do you, do you agree that that's where it comes from for you? Like, have you ever thought of it that way? I don't know that I, you know, I associate with what you're saying with always feeling like the outsider. Um, though I would have to say, I don't think that I looked at other people like they're also the outsider. So if there was something you had said that I heard that really resonated with me because um, there was something I heard that you said like when you go to an event, you just talk to the person on your left, you talk to the person on your right, you talk to the person, you know, when you go to a table, you're like, hey, is the seat taken? You, you, you 
uh, acknowledge every opportunity there is to connect with somebody and that I have also done too but I don't know why that I was looking at it as like oh look here's the person coming down looking down into their phone because they don't know how to connect so be their hero and connect with them and I have always been doing that but not really doing it intentionally just doing it because inherently that's just who I am and um, if my son was here he would be like yeah, I would say to her all the time, do you really have to talk to everybody you meet? I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> actually, I do. I just do. I get it. I get it. Yeah, so I, that's interesting that you said, uh, you know, that you also view them as that they also think that they don't belong. And that is, that's an amazing uh, view. Yeah, lean into it, right? Because I, like, I, I, I think that that's where, I think that's where the superpower comes from. Right. Like I, I do think that it's everybody sees the world through their own eyes. Right. So like if 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 you can realize that everybody craves that, despite your amazing ability to connect now and social skill, it's it's going to I don't know. I think there's power in naming stuff. It's what you just said. Right. Like like you've been doing this intuitively as soon as I started like realizing, OK, I need to I need to stop worrying about how. I'm bad at this other stuff and start realizing what I do that I'm good and naming it and sharing it so that people can connect to it. You know, like that, that's kind of been my purpose for the last three years, but I don't, I don't, you know, this interview, <laughs> this interview is about you, right? Um, no, I, no, actually it's not about me. It's about both of us because I think that um, when you are talking with anybody, um, the thing that makes any conversation amazing is that you both love having it. Yeah. And so, 100%. Yeah, I, I, you know, when you're saying, when I was listening more to that, I was like, yeah, we all have, and I am much more aware of it today as uh, an adult and a, a mature adult, I guess I'm in that category now. Um, we all have insecurities and every single time I've ever shared anything about what I've gone through and, and you could just keep on talking about it all day long. But anytime you've ever shared anything that you go through, immediately the person you're talking to is like oh my gosh me too it's like i've talked to the most amazing women i'm like i was bullied when i was a kid and they were like oh my god so was i, I got beat up every day i'm like really you did how you know and it it just is because guess what the fact is we all got bullied for something right our hair wasn't good enough we were too fat too skinny not you know like we were too sure we couldn't throw a ball whatever the thing was we all, because nobody was perfect at everything, and there were everybody has their own thing. So we we've all felt like we didn't belong somewhere at some time. So no matter what that thing is, we've all been abused in some single way, on whatever level. We've all been neglected. We've all been abandoned. We've all gone through the things, and neither one of nobody's experience is worse or better than anybody else's because all of my experiences that anybody could perceive as negative they were a struggle for me whatever your experiences were they were a struggle for you so my experiences of struggling weren't any different than yours so let's just share our experiences and talk about how we learned and grew and evolved from those experiences because they're the experiences i'm like the most grateful for today yeah. like when it was happening yeah believe me friend the struggle was real yeah that's beautiful that's really well put. And I, man, I, I'm going to lean into it, right? Like I, you know, obviously for me, 
the hardest thing I've ever gone through is my brother's passing. And now I look back at it and, you know, it's weird, man. Cause when it happened, like the day after I was just like, I think my brother sacrificed himself for all of us. Cause I see all this beautiful stuff that's happening around us already the next day. And as I, as I, as I get further and further away from that moment and I realize everything that I'm doing right now, everything that I have, everything, every externality that's come out of that in regards to me has led me to my path of where I'm at right now to the point where while before I used to compete with my brother and focus on like how I'm not going to be that and I'm not going to be this. Now, all I want to do is be thought of the way I think of my brother and the way that people speak to me about. And it's, and it's incredible, right? So you shared with me that, and you kind of referenced it, right? You lost, you lost a child. I, 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 how has, what is the growth that has come from that moment? And feel free to elaborate on, on what happened or not elaborate on that happened. But I would love to, I would love to get to that point of you're, you're talking about the hardest stuff you've gone through. I can't imagine anything's harder than that. And if you can gain some, some growth and some perspective of, of feeling like there was a blessing somewhere in there, I think it would be really, really inspiring to talk about. Yeah. So um, thank you for sharing about your brother, because that is, that's just, I, I, I love connecting on such a deep level like that. And I love that you really love how people talked about your brother. Now I'm assuming he was older than you. Yeah. Eight and a half years yeah. older than me. Eight and a half. Oh, wow. We have so much in common. I have only one sibling and she's eight years younger than me. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> and my son, Bevan, is my only child and actually the three most difficult and um, amazing and difficult moments of my life that I grew the most ever out of my entire life all actually have to do with him. Um, I told you I grew up as a, as an Indian girl. My parents were very strict, different culture, you know, completely. So, you know, while my friends were dating, I was never doing that. I was like, don't even look at me because he will know <laughs> that a boy looked at me. So I never did any of that, but my very first boyfriend was American and um, my parents were just like, absolutely not go to India and get married if you want a boyfriend. And they sent me to India. And so I came back and I didn't get married. We stayed together. We got engaged and then I had gotten pregnant and um, three months into my pregnancy, my fiance left me. So now um, I was like, you know, abandoned and terrified to be a single mother on my own of course my family was not on board none of my friends were on board so I literally like fought the entire world just to have my baby and um you know my my parents really struggled with it and because of that I ended up living in my car for three months because I had gotten evicted out of the apartment that we both shared because he didn't pay the bills and then um and, you know, of course, everybody got back on board because I definitely was having a baby. And <laughs> and to be honest, like it was that first time where I just like I wanted to die. You know, I was just like, what am I going to do? I'm so very empty and alone through this. And that was the first moment of just tremendous amount of growth, like literally because of the choice to have my son, I went from being the black sheep of my family where like I, you know, I made all kinds of poor choices. I, you know, I, I 
I definitely wasn't fitting in with the persona of being a good little Indian girl. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to marry you <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. And um, my, my motherhood to my son gave my entire family and friends and people around me just a whole new perspective. It was like, wow, she finally did something right. And they had an amazing new respect for me. I literally was somebody who like worked two jobs, went to school and I raised a kid by myself and I loved being a mother. I was, I was very clear on how I wanted to raise my son. And then. That's can, can we, can we talk yep. about that real quick? That's incredible, right? Like that is, that is amazing. So listen, I, I have long said, I, I have this every, for the last like 20 years of my life, I've had a first generation Indian, really good buddy right? Like everywhere I land. And I've always thought like Indians are the South Americans of Asia, right? Like, it, like, it's just like deep, you know, like culture that's has humor and dance and color and, 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 a, and a vicious, vicious double standard towards woman. Right. Um, and, and my older sister is my inspiration in that, right? Like in seeing her have to fight that her whole life. And the idea that you can go from leaning into the thing that you were most not supposed to do, have a child out of wedlock and turning it into an inspirational story for look at me now and change the paradigm of the way that your fathers and uncles and cousins and whatever looked at and even, and mothers and sisters, you know, like, and, 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 and look at like, Oh, wow. You know, like I don't, I am, my life is not a life sentence right? Like the, the, the idea that you can change a paradigm through your actions, I think is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I, I want to just kind of applaud you for that. That's really incredible. Thank you so much. And you know, it's interesting because they didn't even treat me like my life's decision was my life sentence. It's almost like it was their life sentence. Like I did Correct. something wrong and they're the ones that are going to now be punished because you know, that, that you have a deep culture sense. So, you know, that it's just like, whatever you do, don't screw up because it, it'll be all on me. And I know as parents, we kind of feel that way as it is, but, um, here's the thing. My son grew up with me and I always joke around and say, I was a single mother before, during, and after my marriage, because I did get married and, um, my husband suffered severely from anxiety. So, he absolutely was playing in the parent role, but he really couldn't go far a distance, like 10, 15 minutes further from the house. So everywhere my son and I went, it was just the two of us. And we used to spend an amazing time um, alone together. So I'm so grateful for that today, not because of my husband's uh, you know, feelings of anxiety, but because of him not being able to go with us and participate my son and I had the most amazing, close, tight, bonded relationship because of it, because we were always together and just had crazy life talks. Like I never treated him like a little child. Awesome. And then fast forward, you know, the, the, so the, the, my fiance leaving me was such a devastating time. But then of course the birth of my son was the most amazing moment. And then fast forward to him being 17 years old. My son's probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. I'm truly honored to have been his mother. He was a football, hockey, soccer, basketball, but, you know, snowboard, skateboard, anything with a board kind of guy. Very cool kid. Awesome. Everybody wanted to be his friend. And um, 
at the same time, he was total dork, geek, nerd, an Indian boy who like knew his times tables up to 30 and could kick ass at the chess game. And like, he, he was a very well-rounded guy and he loves to climb things. You don't ever have to ask him twice to climb something. And my son climbed a high voltage structure and touched a wire by accident and fell 40 feet. So that is what happened. And it was literally just a phone call. Like it, we just parted ways three hours before and funny and amazing. I literally hand fed my 17 year old son, his last meal, because we were joking around and he wanted to go out. And I was like, you know, you're going to have to eat something before you go. And I said, why don't you eat the thing that, you know, my boyfriend and I had just been out the night before. And I brought back half of my dinner for him because that's what I always do when I try something new and I love it. And he wouldn't, he didn't heat it up. So I, I tried it. I was just like, D -d -d oh, you're so lazy. You don't even want the microwave to work. I mean, come on. So I said, I'm going to heat it up. And he's like, sure. And then I'm like, do you want me to cut up your chicken? He's like, yeah. And my dad came out because we were staying with them. And he's like, are you going to feed him also? I said, I might as well. You kind of did until he was 10, you know, because that's how Indian parents are. And grandparents, they just keep coddling the children. So I joked around and like did the airplane and everything and literally fed him every last bite and that's ate awesome. some of it. Like it was like he was two all over again. It was great. Wow. Wow. So, that's amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So I want to. But I'm sorry to answer. No, your no, 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 no. I, yeah. I, I, I want to, if, if you got something you want to say there more, that's, that's yeah. cool. But like, I want to dive into this, right? Like the, the idea that. You never know. I was just having this conversation this morning, right? When I was watching the sunrise, I'm like, you never know how many sunrises you get, right? Like you never know when the last time you watch the sunrise is going to be. And the more that we hold mortality close to us, that thought that you don't know how much more time you're going to have for yourself or you have with other people is one of the most powerful drivers of human happiness. And that's a, and that is, that's counterintuitive. How, how has that idea, the idea that one second you are feeding your son like an airplane, joking around like he was two years old again, how does that impact your decision making these days? Has it has it been something that stays with you? Is it, you know, does it manifest itself on a regular basis for you? Absolutely. I mean, I actually just I I had written something out and I wish I had it in front of me right now, but um my son has taught me one of the greatest lessons and that life is so short. And just like you said, you never know how much time you have. Like we spend every moment with each other as if we have another moment. And it is that easy. Sometimes I've heard so many stories where like we got into a fight and as they pulled out of the parking lot, bam, it was over. And so you don't ever get, um, you may never get another moment. So that doesn't mean for one second that I don't have shitty moments. It just means that I don't like having shitty moments and sometimes they're not in my control and I want to show up as best as I can. And I know that all through the loss of my son, like I've, I've grown tremendously through this and, you know, there was a long time that I just wanted to just jump off a bridge and, knew that I couldn't. So that was even more like torture, you know, because 
people were like, well, what, you know, I'm, I, people have actually said to me, like, I'm surprised you're still alive. I'm like, I hear, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And Scoreboard, gonna, baby. Who's going to take that as I'm so strong. And yeah. people have said that to me. That Pratiti, you are so you are so much stronger than me. no, actually I'm not. We all are that strong. Unfortunately, some of us have to prove that strength than others. You know, like yeah. if you had to go through something like that, because I when I would hear something like that, when I still had my son, I I absolutely would say like, oh my god, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be able to breathe without Devin. So how I am standing here breathing is because. He absolutely continues to give me that strength. Like he, he is the reason that I know that my time here with you right now, Pablo is a blessing. Why? Because this is what life is all about. It's this moment. It's what you and I are creating right now is a memory, you know, and we may not remember what we talked about. And this has been said a million times, right? But we will remember how we felt in the presence of one another. And that's really all that kind of matters. The conversation just is what it is. It was the vehicle for the feeling. Man, that's so, so. Well, that's so, well, like I can tell you right now, I'll never forget this conversation and the way that I'm feeling right now, right? Like this looking into your eyes on a TV screen, on a computer screen, this deep moment of connection of like being this inspired. I totally agree. People remember how, how you make them feel, right? Like people, you know, you, you don't, you don't focus on, I couldn't, I, I'm not even going to reframe that because you couldn't, have, I couldn't have put it any better myself of, of the idea that as soon as it passes, it's a memory, and it's really what you're feeling in your body during that memory that that is that is what brings you back to it all the time. Yeah. Um, and the goosebumps I feel, and this like fullness in my heart that you're giving me right now, is is really incredible. And I'm I'm glad we're sharing this, and I'm glad again, I'm glad we're doing this in a way that now is one to many, right? Like yeah. now, because we're recording this conversation, our friend that's listening right now gets to share in that too. I love that. I love that because I can't tell you how many conversations I've had that, you know, there, there's times that I've had conversations and whether they were business related or just mentoring, I love, I love um, chatting with young folks. And I say young folks because my son would have been turning 29 at the end of December, which is like, blows my mind. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I was like, man, I wish that so-and-so was listening to this right now because they could really benefit from this because this is exactly what they need to be hearing. And sometimes you can't get that out right in it, like a, a quick moment. Like, you know, I can start out on a shallow conversation about the weather. I just can't stay there. Yeah. I yeah. just can't stay. Like we have to dive deep. Otherwise it's got to like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, I, I applaud you for taking part of PodMax and doing this. Cause I, and like I said, right before we started, I think you're going to, based on everything you told me before we had this conversation, I think you're going to do very well on podcasts because at the end of the day, you know, I now use when I, when I, I'm about to take a meeting with someone, I'll say, Hey, what's the best piece of content you've ever been on? So I can get to know you ahead of time. Right. Like if I, if, if you can send this conversation with somebody that is thinking about whether or not you're going to be their coach or whether or not you're going to be their realtor, they're going to show up to, they're going to show up to that meeting with a completely different perspective of you than if they had shown up just like, okay, business card, cool, cool advertising, cool branding, 
you know, whatever. Right. So, so I do this a lot in my, in my intros where I'm just like, send me the best piece of content on you. Cause I want to get to know you Oh, in here, by the way, here's my 50 minute rap storytell thing about like, you know, my inspiration from my brother's passing, or if it's a prospective client, like that's if I'm building a relationship, I'm like, you know, this is the, the key to my soul. But if it's a prospective client, I sent him actually my last podcast with Isar, who's, who's in PodMax today, you know, he interviewed me and he really like got to the heart of the genius behind my business model kind of thing. So I'll be like, oh, here's my latest podcast I've been on. Right. So, you know, it, it is, it is really smart of you to, to start recording this stuff and making this, this like livable content that's going to allow you to not just do business, but to grow better relationships. Right. Which is, which is what's driving you. And I don't know if, have you looked at it that way? Is that, is that yeah. kind of like the move? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not the end goal to be honest in my end goal. Um, I am diving it like literally this past three years, I have, um, I've been struggling personally with some, um, relationship issues and I, this last three years, I came across a podcast and I originally had wanted to go to school for psychology and my parents were like, no, if you're going to date this American boy, we're not sending you to college, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, um, I, I, I ended up going to school for criminal justice and psychology and, uh, and my niece started going, she wanted to go to school for psychology. And I was like, oh, this is an awesome opportunity for me to like really connect with her. So I looked up a podcast to like, empower young women and I came across the life coach school with Brooke Castilla and she has been such an amazing inspiration like I'm all about the forward thinkers and Zig Ziglar's and Wayne Dyer's yep. out there and Jim Rohn's but um Brooke Castilla with the life coach school was just an amazing podcast and it took me to a place where I was just like I am ready to stop just being sad about losing my son and I am just going to dive in head first. And this literally this past three years has just been like hardcore personal growth and evolving back to who I was as Devin's mom, because people say like, you know, you're not really affecting your kid now because he's not here. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm always affecting him. We're always going to be affecting our kids, whether they're here or not, because guess what? I was at a funeral last night for one of his friends that he grew up with in our neighborhood. And another friend of theirs saw me and they were like, oh my God, it was like, I was meant to see you tonight. Like, babe, we have to have her in our life from here on out. And what happened was that's the moment that you are affecting your kid's life. You know why? Because in that moment, he didn't know me as Pratiti. He was like, oh, look, there's Devin's mom. And I will always be known as Devin's mom to Devin's peers. And in that way, like when I hear people talk about my son and his peers talk about him, they're like, they just think Devin's the most amazing guy ever. Like there's nobody that they've ever met like him. And the, they say the same exact things about him. Everybody says the same exact things. Devin was my best friend. Devin was my best friend. Devin was my, if there was one person I could count on, if there was one person who had my back, if there was one person that would listen to me, it was Devin. I'm like, oh my God, you're just so amazing. Like, I think you're amazing, but I had no idea. Just like when you said that about your brother, it was yeah. just like, holy yeah. smokes. 
and they just think I was the most amazing mother. And I was the strictest out of all of them. I was like, listen, if I'm going to beat his ass, I'm beating all of your asses. And I'm going to call your mom and let her know why you're coming home black and blue. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Like that is, yeah, I, I, um, I'm going to let that one, I'm going to let that one sit without, without adding to it. Cause it was beautiful. Thank you. Um, wow. So, all right. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> we have like seven minutes I'm left like here. I'm so excited to be having this conversation. This is amazing. I just can't even contain myself to be quite honest. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm at the point where I need to go into my like rapid fire end of my podcast and I don't even <laughs> want to. So I'm just going to skip that. Be, be gentle on me. With the rapid yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just do it later if anything, or I'll just, I'll just put this without it. Right. Like this is an extraordinary conversation. I want to, I want to go back to something that I think is really going to help people. Um, and it was when you started talking about how, when you went to have Devin, it was all about the people that were afraid for you or, or telling you you were doing it wrong. were kind of reacting from a, from a point where it wasn't about you. It was about them, right? Like when you grow up in these like very structured, um, systems, and I was just having this on a corporate path level, right? Like the fact that I, the fact that I jumped off, like I left my 15 year career in construction where I was clearly on a trajectory. You know, I, I chose between being the next head of business development for an up and coming builder or go be freaky weirdo on the internet, uh, selling Amazon courses. Right. And I chose the freaky weirdo and that, and that because I knew I needed to grow. I knew I wasn't fulfilled. Um, and that has incited in a certain segment of my friends that are the investment bankers and the corporate attorneys incited this just like, man, what a douchey move on Instagram Pablo is pulling off. But I've realized that it's a reflection of themselves, right? Like, it's like, it's like this, like, no, man, I've bought so much into the system that if you bucket, you are threatening the, the tethers that I am holding on to this misery by and, and like eating this shit sandwich because I've heard that this is the only way. And I feel like culturally and professionally, that is very pervasive, right? Um, did, that, did that dawn on you as you were going through it? Has that dawned on you thereafter? How does that, you know, is, has that manifested in your life in other ways as well? I just want to kind of dive into that with you. So if I'm understanding what you're saying, right, is that like when other people were against me having a child or being a single mother, because I think that's where they were going. And it was more about them because they thought she's going to struggle. She already clearly has not made any good choices. And now we're going to have to take the burden of everything that all the choices she's making. So yeah. And, and plus it was, it was absolutely more about them because it was about their image. Oh my God, my daughter is a single mom because yes. she went with an American guy and we told her not to. And like, eh. Clearly, we are sucky as parents because we have sucky kids. And now, thanks to her sucky moves, my younger daughter is never going to get married because it is all about that, too. You know, I'm sure my 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 extended family was probably like, don't let the kids near her. She's probably going to eat them. You know, right. who knows? Correct. <laughs> you know? If she if they talk to Pratiti, she's going to end up being a lesbian. Who knows? Right. Well, like, yeah, um, like it goes far down the rabbit hole. Right. Next? What's next? Yeah. Pratiti? What's next? Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so I do think it was more about them. And if you don't mind, if I just share something Please. with you, um, just recently, uh, through this COVID, which was just an amazing experience all on its own, because I took absolutely every opportunity to like, learn, grow, train, do all kinds of things, um, personally, while doing business. And um, I hired a business coach who uh, was also trained to 
release those emotional blocks that are inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so she gifted me one after having several conversations, but she's just like, Patiti, you know, I want to gift this to you. And she gifted me clearing of an emotional block. So she's like, choose it, you know, you know, something from childhood or something. So I chose, you know, my family, my, my parents, because and my, I just chose my father just because he's the head of the household. And, you know, it was my father who was very strict. My mom kind of was like, yep, whatever he says. You know, <laughs> and um, I'm familiar. So, you know, my father was very strict, but he's a very loving man. I, I don't know anybody that compares to him because he was just an amazing uh, caregiver as far as taking care of the family and supportive. But he really struggled with this daughter who had her whole entire own ideas about stuff and didn't listen to him. And, um, I got to tell you one thing that was so powerful for me. And it literally has just changed the reason that I'm standing here in front of you today and wouldn't have been able to do it maybe six months ago, going through that emotional block, you go through all the little girls inside of you from your six-year-old self to your 20-year-old self, right? And every little girl inside of me, you know what they said to me in the end, their advice to me and their thank you to me was thank you so much for always staying on our path and always believing in us and never just saying, okay, pipe down little ones. We're not doing that because it's not allowed. And that was so transformational for me because it was literally it's making me like emotional and cry and break up right now. But it literally was the first time. And I'm telling you, it only happened like a few months ago where I felt like, Oh my God, we did it right. Oh my God. Like we did it right. We're okay. We're not broken. <laughs> you know, we're okay. And that was amazing. And then at the very end of that process, they, she had me go through my father's heart and all these different layers of him and all the way down to the bottom of the core love of him for me. Um, and like, then somebody's supposed to come and release you from that block, emotional block. And I'm going to get emotional. It was my son. She's like, who's coming? And I'm like, oh my God, it's Devin. And it was so, uh, I can't, I, I, like literally, I can't even express myself like other than to just like cry and break down and be like, oh, I'm finally free. Like, And it was my son who released me. Like literally my son came here on this earth to pick me up off the ground and elevate me up into the air because that's what he's done for me. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. That's amazing. I hope that answered it. I went on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I think it's just clear yeah. to me that the people that love us the most have different incentives than we do, right? Like the people that love us the most want to keep us safe. And if, and if yeah. what you're trying to do is grow, safety is not the move, right? So like it manifests itself in all these weird ways. And you found your way by staying true to yourself. And your son has been part of that, you know, the biggest part of that and in many, many different ways. And I think it's an extraordinary story that we got to tell here. And I'm really blessed and very fortunate and very grateful that I got to be a part of that. Thank um, you. I want to, before I finish here, I would love to, 
anybody that needs uh, needs a realtor that just just how do people get in contact with you for being for for being their realtor and where and 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 how do they get into result if they want if they want you to lead them through this journey through your results by design process how do people get a hold of you yeah so thank you so much and um my, uh, I, I am on all the different social media platforms. You can just look up Pratiti Pathic and pretty much they all come up, but I'm on YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn. My personal website is pratiti.kwrealty.com. And um, like I said, if you just look up Pratiti Pathic Realtor, Chester County, Pennsylvania, whatever, it will come right up. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Pratiti, I just, I want to thank you for this conversation. Like I, this was awesome. Like I, I'm, I'm, I feel very fulfilled by what just happened here. And I'm, I'm pumped to be your friend from henceforth. <laughs> right. Um, I, and- I hope that I really, I was just like, I was so excited to be here with you today and to know that this was going to be my first opportunity to have a conversation with somebody. And when I first, um, was introduced to you. And I can tell you something, podcast is amazing because you can find your best friends on there and they don't even know you exist. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's me- mentorship at scale, mentorship time. and relationships at scale, man. Like I, I totally yeah. agree, but like, listen, I, I think, I think, I think you play a very important role in where the world is right now. Like, I think the, I think the story of the woman that has overcome by facing the, their biggest fears right now is, is I believe the story of this generation right now and, and desperately needed to, to shine a light in the strength of what, you know, of, 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 of the feminine power and the feminine energy and, and the balance that this world needs. And as a first generation immigrant, as a, as a minority, as, at everything you know coming from this coming from this world I, I i really truly believe that your archetype is is the like the archetype leader of this transition that we're all going through right now we are kind of in this weird place going from before to after of you know figuring out now that everybody has a megaphone now that everybody is able to communicate we need to figure out what the new normal is and i think that your leadership based on your experiences are going to be crucial um, and women like you, right, are going to be absolutely crucial to shining a light on on the path going forward. And I just want to encourage you to keep, you know, keep leading and keep and keep showing up the way that you do, because it's pretty clear to me that um, you have so much value to give to to women and to men um, that are, you know, American or Indian or whatever, right? Like your story is is so profound and so relatable. So I'm just really happy to be one of the early iterations of telling this to the public. So thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed to uh, hear all that from you. Somebody like you is amazing. I hope you enjoyed that conversation right there as much as I did. Listen, Connect with Pablo is a content marketing community creation agency. The bottom line is that if you can start creating content that can give value to your customers or audience while creating strategic relationships through it, you can have a content machine that allows you to tell the story of your business through the value you are creating while gathering people together. If you're curious about that or know someone who could be, please shoot me an email at you should at connectwithpablo.com or hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn through the profiles tagged in the show notes. If you just want a quick pick me up 
and some tactical advice right before walking into a room full of strangers. Go to connectwithpablo.com, watch the five-minute video about how to walk into a room and not feel like you're all alone, and or download the little cheat sheet on how to do just that. I have a lot of my friends that I've done networking with me for a long time tell me that they love watching that thing and carrying it around when they're walking into a networking event or they're walking into a conference or sometimes even if you're just walking into a wedding and you don't know anybody, right? It has a lot of use for it. I invite you to check it out if you need it. I really hope you stick around, connect with me, and start leaning into finding value in others and feeling like you have value to give yourself. It'll make the world a better place, I promise. Until the next episode, I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector.